Here at the Not So Newlywed podcast, we love to settle in and record or listen to other great shows at the CSPN while enjoying a great glass of wine. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your front door. From rosés to cabernets to tarantes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. You can even try something like an orange wine. Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or you can let Wink choose and match you to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel at any time. Now here's the great part. Listeners of the Not So Newlywed podcast can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off their first order through Wink. And to place your first order, just head on over to cspn.us backslash Wink. That's W-I-N-C. And it'll redirect you to the site where you can join and you can get that shipment going. So yes, Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. You'll thank us later. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Not So Newlywed Podcast. I am one half of your co-host. Oh, you sweet today. No, I'm not sweet. I just don't want to be accused of calling you the worst half, like normal, even if it is true. Just going to hold it inside today. So I'm Candace, and this is episode seven, and Michael is here. I am, and London is here. Girl. Hi. I'm um, right on cue. <laughs> anyways, we have some really special guests uh, today. I think this might be one of my favorite uh, shows to, to write into. And before we get into it, we'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Kamala. And I'm Carla. And so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, let's see. I am, uh, originally from Memphis, Tennessee. I am in my fifties and I live in the Washington DC area. I am an attorney at a, a law firm in the district of Columbia. Carla, once again, I've been in DC now for about eight years, relocated from Texas, Philadelphia, via Massachusetts, <laughs> via New Jersey, but I'm here now. So, um, and I am a um, a senior leadership for a nonprofit organization that provides services to individuals experiencing homelessness. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of success in one household. <laughs> it keeps um, us busy. It keeps us busy, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So Kamala and Carla are married, and uh I when you hear you probably gonna think we're gonna talk about them being a um a lesbian married couple, but nope. 
because y'all need to get used to that. That's normal. And people got to stop acting like it's the exception. We are interested in the fact that I've been following Kamala on social media for years now. I mean, like years, years. She probably has followed me since before London, before Mike, maybe even back when I was in college. So I remember seeing her wedding pictures and thinking, oh, I can't wait to get married. You know, the pictures were so dope. And I right. was like, ooh, you know, so. Sorry, I didn't. Yep. <laughs> nope. Be, be, careful, be careful what you wish for. Nope. Aren't they is coming? Um, but they got married later in life. Um, and I don't think people talk about how it could be to get married later in life versus you know, the typical in your 20s and mm. right out of college. And so that's that's kind of where where we want to be. Plus, we want to discuss where they think they are in their, in their stages of marriage. So that is our first topic is, you know, we talked about the seven stages of marriage in the debut <laughs> episode. And so we want it to be a recurring theme with our married couples or couples in long-term relationships. So where do y'all feel y'all are in these seven stages? Um, we looked at that and I think we came to a consensus on our own. Uh, and when we got back together, we realized we kind of feel the same way. We're somewhere between rebellion and cooperation. Believe in that. I think we go between those phases depending on what week, month, or time of day it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, most definitely. You know, it really depends. Like yesterday, I would say rebellion, right? Yes. <laughs> but today, yeah, definitely fluctuates somewhere in between both of those. Right? Oh, okay. So, what, like, what makes y'all rebellious? Are y'all want? Are you wanting to do different things? Do some days you just don't want to be bothered? Um, I think we are. Uh, Getting married as an older person, it, I, I think I was just so excited to have found somebody who, first of all, I wanted to commit myself to, who actually made me want to change my last name because I've never been a person who thought I would even change my last name. And it was just so exciting. And so it was all about marriage, 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 Kamala and Carla, Kamala and Carla. We we're just this, this unit and this, you know, force that's always together and always in cohesion and always agreeing. And now we are realizing that it's very, very important to, I guess, maintain one's identity. I feel like um, you can get to a point where you have been focused on each other so much that you have your own, you know, you have friends together and everybody knows you as Kamala and Carla, the married couple. But I think it's important that you have your own friends. At the same time, it's kind of hard when somebody leaves the house and they're going with their friends. You don't really know their friends. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> what they're talking about. And you may have had an, a little bit of a tiff or an argument 17 hours before, and you don't know if they're going to be talking about you. And, and, you know, even though it seems kind of, kind of scary when they're going out, I think it is important that your spouse has somewhere else to vent. That's not necessarily you. I would like to be, you know, her, her everything, but I know that that is absolutely asking too much of a person so yeah. and, and it's just figuring out how to navigate the power struggles right so um you know we're, we're two individuals you know we were two individuals before we became one couple 
And because of that, we have separate interests. We have separate friendships. Um, We just have separate ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And so um, navigating that can be kind of tricky. Um, Trying to uh, figure out when, what, the how. um, And, um, you know, really just trying to negotiate that um, can be very challenging sometimes. Because it really, I mean, it, it takes, it's, it's a give and take, right? So, you know, I give some, she gives some, but there's time where I don't want to give and there's time <laughs> when she doesn't want to give. And so we just, we struggle sometimes and um, to balance that power. But, um, you know, we, we're beginning to understand that it's just part of the process of being in relationship. And so, you know, I, I don't think that, I mean, even though you move through, these stages, you know, I, I, I don't think it's uncommon to be in one phase and experience um, some of the key qualities of other phases. You know, it's just being able to success, successfully um, navigate or figure out how to negotiate and navigate through that phase yeah. um, to move to the next one. Yeah, I think that's what everybody uh, kind of takes um, for granted, or they don't really like pay attention to when they talk about like relationships or, or just marriages in general is how much give and take there is and, uh, how much you have to sacrifice sometimes. You have to be willing to sacrifice too. It's like, yes, sometimes, um, I know sometimes, um, Candace is, um, like really just sick of me. <laughs> But you know, she. Um, my name is on the lease, and <laughs> so so I can't put you out. Mm-hmm. But you know what I've been noticing? Sometimes the fact that we are so deep in the cooperation phase with keeping everything running smoothly, like sometimes I feel rebellious. Because I <laughs> sometimes I feel like I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do it because mm-hmm. I'm. We doing we do it every day. We have to stay on the same accord every day. And, and then sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I I, I kind of want to just go blow some money, but then I know I shouldn't because that needs to be a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it one phase can sometimes, like you said, have you kind of step into some of the qualities of the other phase and uh, the cooperation stage is a lot. I don't think people understand how much goes into running a household, running finances, raising kids, maintaining your own identity, making sure your partner has enough of you that they don't feel alone in the relationship. While still keeping some for yourself. I think that's the difficult part is like giving yourself so much to someone else, but still saving just a little bit for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think every every married couple we've talked to is in that cooperation. Uh so we had a really newlywed couple there in the realization stage. Um yeah, yeah. I I feel like most people are I feel like a lot of couples are in multiple stages at once. It's almost impossible not to be. Yeah, I think when, once you get married, you're already like you're in the cooperation stage already. Like that's like that's an ongoing stage. Like that stage doesn't really go away. Ever. 
that is the truth. And you know, just normalizing the process, right? So understanding that, you know, it is normal. It is normal at time to to be extremely frustrated at your spouse. And I mean, these things, you know, there's just a normal sense of as you move through these phases. I mean, there's things that are just a normal part of existing. You're two individuals, two different backgrounds, two different value systems, two different beliefs. And you just, you come together and you try to try to build a household and make it work. And so it takes a lot of negotiation, a lot of navigation, but also understanding that it's, it's normal. It's conflict is normal. Your disagreements are normal. Different parenting styles are normal. Um, just trying to figure out how to, to make it work, you know? Um, that's the work is making it work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now that's a, now that's a good saying. Yeah. And and what we've been kind of like preaching here too, is just like, you know, there's no one way to make it work. So like none of these, like, so none of these like podcasts or none of our guests or me and Candace, we're not going to have all the answers. Um, I don't think I have any of the answers. No, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm winging it. I got about negative seven answers. <laughs> I might, I might ask you some questions. It's just always, questions. it's always day by day. So, how long have you guys been married? We will have been married three years in September. Okay. And so, does uh, are you? Do you feel like at times you still are in the honeymoon phase too? Like you still get butterflies and do you have all of that? Even when, even when they get on you, when you get on each other's nerves, do you still be like, damn, I love yes, you. Absolutely. And last, uh, last, uh, last week was my birthday. Yes. And I felt like I was in a, yes, I felt like I was in the, uh, the biggest honeymoon phase ever because this was the, I would have to say the best birthday I've had in maybe my life. I've never had a surprise party before, Ooh. and she managed to surprise me with a surprise party with uh, like friends that I didn't know were going to show up at a whole restaurant that I'd never seen before. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Are and you so, a, are you the nosy one? Um, am I nosy, Carla? Sometimes. No, Carla's the nosy one. Yeah, she's right. like, yeah, yeah. I'm the yeah. like, one who's impossible. I'm not nosy. I just have to be in the know. That's a difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> she is almost impossible i had to, as a matter of fact when we got married i was able to keep a secret from her for eight months which was that i was going to sing to her as i walked down the aisle of the church uh-huh. and she was trying to get a soloist to come in and she was trying to hire people behind i mean it was a mess and i was like no we don't need to just have the piano player play a song and i had to conspire with four i just i had to tell other people who i didn't want to necessarily tell that i was doing this just to keep it from her but i managed to i managed to surprise her and that's like the last time i've really tried to surprise her because it, it took everything out of me so i'm i'm ex- still exhausted from that uh, that's you, been, you know that's I, don't, I don't even try to surprise candace <laughs> wow you know what you know what it is. It it's because he's not he's not a he's a yeah. terrible planner. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> he's like I'm his not. whole I just be like, what you want? His like, whole style of like living life is <laughs> like everything gonna work out. It's cool. Like right, right, right. super laid back. He is he is super, super laid back. Like I just I'll be like, we gotta do so and so. He'd be like, What? It'll work right. itself out. Like no, I no, I think we should focus on it. Nah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Carla's the everything is gonna work out person though too in this relationship. She's yeah, very I, optimistic. I'm the planner. I I need to do A through Z. She need a list. I need for a her list. list. <laughs> I need I need a calendar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not so <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the first marriage for both of you, right? No, this is actually my second marriage. Oh, <laughs> My first marriage was my practice marriage. That's right. Real, real. I'm just practicing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just... <laughs> nah, you gotta practice. This is a real thing. Don't tell. I hope she's not listening. But that was a practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, with this being your second marriage. Uh, are do you are you doing a lot of things differently from the first one? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've grown right. So, um, I think I've grown more as an individual to um, understand to you know how to um, put someone's needs above my own, and um, so yeah. I mean, it's 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 totally totally different. No, the individual is different. <laughs> you marry twice, right? But it's not the same. But um, you know, it's certainly I certainly have grown. I've become a better person, and um, I've become a more well-rounded individual. And, and and part of that is because of what um Kamala adds to me. You know, it's not just all my doing. It's it's her complimenting who I am and right. being able to help me to grow. So. Absolutely. So what? So uh, what? What? Like, I know a lot of people either don't want to get married, like, like after a certain age, or if they've been married before, they like, I'm, I'm not doing that shit no more. I'm good. (laughs) What? uh, What made y'all know that you like? What made you take the chance on getting married again and being um, older than? what society typically puts on us for marriage? Oh, this is, uh, it's kind of hard for, for me to answer why I didn't want to get married before. I, I just have to say, I didn't have the right people. There was no one who I had been with previously who even made me want to make that commitment to be legal <laughs> and binding. Yeah. And, um, there was something about Carla when I first met her and I actually have text messages to people to prove it. I would say about a month later, I said, I'm marrying this one. And somebody sent me that text. Uh, it was the dreads, like, wasn't it? She, <laughs> got, some, she got some nice dreads. Oh yeah, they're nice. And her, her, her eyes. And she's just sweet. We would t- talk on the phone and she just had so much to, to talk about. She's really, really smart. And um, I mean, the, the intellect just is very very attractive I've got to say to be able to talk about any subject and then she makes me laugh I think it had been a years and years that anyone I was dating could make me belly laugh to the point that it really really hurt I was um dating previously a woman who was very um she suffered from severe depression Mm -hmm. and that was very tough and it was it was it was a difficult relationship that I had to navigate. And Carla, for the first time, made me just hurt laughing. 
And I felt like I knew she loved me and there was nothing between that. I could feel it. I felt her see me and see into my, just into my soul and into my very being. And that was, she couldn't see, she would ask me about it and she wanted to know. And it was just beautiful. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I knew that I could, whatever work would be involved in marriage, I was willing to take a class, go to counseling, do therapy, whatever it takes. Uh, she not getting out of this. She not going anywhere. <laughs> Real. I'm looking at her like, you know, you ain't going nowhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, I mean, honestly, I wasn't sure if I wanted to get married again. I mean, that's real. I mean, I, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to be single for a while. And, and I was single for a little bit. There were, um, from the time that we broke up to the time, uh, several years have passed by from the time that um, my ex-wife and I split up, separated to um, when Kamala and I met, at least um, six, six, seven years. So, you know, I, I was just not really looking to necessarily get married again. You know, I had, I did all this research about this whole living apart while together. You know, and just, you know, we were just, I was going to meet someone, we're going to live apart, but we're going to be together in this harmonious, you know, relationship, but we're going to live in separate houses, even if we live next door to each other. I just was not, you know, I didn't want to go ahead and do it. I didn't want to. So, but, um, but, but clearly, (laughs) clearly all of that changed. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation about this topic today. So, um, but yeah, all of that changed. And, um, we met and started spending some time together and um, I fell in love and said, you know, this is it. And, you know, and, and sporadically I, I tease her and I said, if this doesn't work out, I'm just getting a dog and calling it a day. <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, but, but I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Yeah. I think another thing too, is that I found that she, um, we both brought uh, children into this, into this relationship. Um, I brought my child who is currently 14. She brought her child who is currently nine and, um, both boys and they get along really, really, they, when they first met, they just got along really, really well, but it was really important. And then they started fighting a little bit. I know, but that was great though. The fights are hysterical. (laughs) They just went right into, to mold. I mean, you know, the oldest is your typical big brother and the youngest is typical little brother. Like if so you read a book about what, yes, exactly. About, annoying, aggravating, yes. you know, <laughs> take your stuff, cry at a whim and gets everything he wants, little brother. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they are really cute. But I also, I found that she, um, my son, um, well, our son. Yeah, he just gravitated to her and immediately was able to confide in her and um, think of her as a, a parental figure. And the little boy is—I would—I'm going to just say it, Carla. I think he is more like me than he is like her, and it is the funniest thing in the world. I think Carla gets kind of confused by our relationship because I got him doing Southern accents and <laughs> talking. Oh my God, we 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 fight like nobody's business. Oh, it's like we we. We had the same temperament, which is really, really mm-hmm. funny. And it looks like we're going to probably throttle each other at times, but it just it hasn't happened. And <laughs> he um 
just imitates it. He just looks at everything that I do and, Im- and can imitate it perfectly. We, he and I sing duets at church. I mean, it is uh, he, fantastic. <laughs> he's a fantastic little boy. So and I think that was important to find someone who loves our kids because we're not, I'm not going to bring my child into anything that's going to jeopardize his mental health and his well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For her. Absolutely. This sounds like, um, it, like for us, we didn't have, I didn't have, we didn't have any kids yet, but it's like one of those things where the pieces are, were just falling into place. Yeah. Like everything you were looking for. Cause for me, it was meeting Mike's family. Like I met his grandmother and his aunt and they, uh, <laughs> they are, they are New Yorkers to the bone. So they didn't hold any punches. I remember on New Year's Eve, his aunt was like, let me, Candace, let me talk to you real quick. Right. And she like, if I didn't like you, you wouldn't have stepped foot in my sister's house. And so I'm just letting you know. And I was like, okay. At that point, she done had a she had a few uh coquitos. <laughs> oh, ooh, yummy. I love coquitos. This was in this, but ever like like the fact that you know his family liked me, my mom liked him. It's like, okay, we're making some good. This is good. So I can understand why it it meant everything that you two um, loved each other's kids and the kids love each other. This this is definitely one of those aspects, like just hearing um, how how you all came together. Like uh, adding kids into this mix is even more like difficult. so yeah, I mean that's that's it's just one of those things where everything just kind of fell into place, and you you guys were at the right place, right time kind of situation, and um, it's just the right person. Yeah, but this is not the Brady Bunch. Don't get any no 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 no, no. misconception. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is very it, you know it's it it works like I mean all families have their their ups and their downs, and we have them, but it's like just a. Uh, a family that was meant to be together. I mean, I just feel like Christopher is the child of my heart. I love him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I hurt somebody for him. I really, really love him. And he loves me. He calls me Kamami, which I think is the cutest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me that. Is it, that's a perfect name. Yeah. Kamami. <laughs> our, our dysfunction is with a small D, not a capital D. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like normal dysfunction. Yeah. Yes. Everybody has some dysfunction. I'm... Um, my my dysfunction is probably with a with a capital. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now you just annoying, but it's not it's like this. Not dysfunctional. Oh, okay, all right. your uh, days. I got my days. All right. So, like, what did you have any like? What obstacles did you did, if you faced any marrying? You know, being older in life, like, did you? Do y'all did you run into each other's bad habits? Like, oh hell no, oh, she yeah. don't put the, the cap on the toothpaste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Can we skip this part? I just go down the list. Because I'm a little OCD sometimes. Oh my god. And Kamala's not. I'm not. So like I'm the more neat little freak a little bit. And her side of the room, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it is toe up from the flow up. Toe up. <laughs> so yeah, so we <laughs> so yeah, those type of things. But yeah, absolutely, you know, cabinet. She keeps cabinet doors open. Cabinet doors. Kamala, what's going on here? No, I, I, I just, I well, you know what though, I keep the cabinet door open, but it's usually after I've cooked an elaborate meal that she has no problem eating. So there's also that. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Keeping the garage door up. 
like the garage, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and then she tries to play it off and says she thought was coming to home. I That's why the garage door was up. No, she forgot to close the garage door. I, I forgot to close <laughs> I did that. That's I did right. that twice. Twice. He did it twice. Times. And he, he lost times. his spot in the garage. I'm like, that's <laughs> it. Oh, my God. No. Cause it's like, cause it's like the deep freezers in the garage. So I'm like, what if somebody come take all our groceries? Right, right. Right. Ain't nobody running off in no goddamn deep freezer. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of ribs over here. They might take yeah. the ribs. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. But I hop back to the woods. You know, we can have all types of. And she's scared to death of rodents and squirrels. I don't like rodents and squirrels. So yeah. So no. But it's it's <laughs> Even those over time, I mean, they get annoying sometimes, but you just deal with it and you just put the door down. Sometimes I don't even say anything. Yeah. I get a book, come home and it's open, I just close it. I mean, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I know he gonna do that one thing that is annoying, so now it's just kind of like, alright. Yep. That's it. it ain't intentional though. That's the. That's, that's why I just is. be like, that's, all right. That's it's not. It's, it's that's not why a, it's okay, because it's not like I'm doing it spitefully. It's just like you know, my brain don't work so well every day. Like, it's on for a little while, and then it's off. For most so, of the day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, so things older in life, I mean, you know, I mean, we, you know, we have habits that are our habits, right? So, I think we're used to certain things. Yeah, we're set in our ways and in, in some, yeah. some things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm over 50. There's just things that I do that I'm just going to do. And that's just what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I, that's part of rebellion a little yeah. bit, too. But. And, yeah. and we're, two, we're two women that are over 45. So, you know, well, our body temperatures are on different clocks. You know, so, <laughs> so it's like, you know, she might be having a hot flash and I'm cold. And then I have a hot flash and she's cold. So, yeah. you know, we're just navigating that, too. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what, the fan has to stay on all night, though. That's for sure. Uh, no, nah, I'm just laughing at y'all fighting over the uh, AC. Oh my god! Yes, I, one one second I'm throwing the covers off on my side, then I put the covers on, and she throws the covers on the meat, and she because she's throwing them. Off. It's a mess. It's a whole mess. <laughs> <laughs> so you you said that y'all got married in a church. So do y'all have a y'all have a church home? Yes, we do. It's, yep. This is a shout out to Oakland's Presbyterian. This is my public service announcement, right? Oakland's Presbyterian, <laughs> Presbyterian Church in Laurel, Maryland is very uh, inclusive um, congregation yeah. that um, really embraces our families and other LGBTQ families as well. So, absolutely, absolutely. Oh yeah, That's if great. they if they have a website, send it send it to us because sure. we uh, will put it in the show runner. Yeah, we are fans of churches that open their doors for everybody. Absolutely. Um, and so um we we do have some listeners um in, in the in the DMV area. Um and if they are looking for a good church home, they might have just found one. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so in general, do you do you think the church is progressing in terms of how they treat the LGBTQ community? Or is it just a very, very long road to go? You know, I, I feel, and, and Kamala will certainly share um, her views as well, you know, and I think we both can say that we've made some progress. I yeah. think. Um, but um, as with anything, I think there's still a lot of room left to grow. And yeah. so, 
and it, and it really depends on what denomination. I think there's certain denominations that um, have made more strides when it comes to opening, like literally opening the door of the church where people of um, LGBT uh, orientation aren't just welcome, but they're allowed to participate in the full body of the church, um, to hold leadership positions, to serve, et cetera. So I I think there certainly is um, room to grow. I'd agree. I, I'm um, ex-evangelical, actually. So I uh, am coming from a background where uh, not only could you not be out in the church, you get the left foot of fellowship, but mm-hmm. even women are not necessarily um, incorporated in the church and leadership positions fully. Uh, women, uh, I was telling somebody that women had to not stand behind the pastor's pulpit in the church that I came from. They would have like a little podium. Mm-hmm. They would put on the floor in front of the in front of the, the pulpit where women would speak because they couldn't call it preach because they can't be preachers, right? They could be missionaries, they could be um, prophetess, they would call them. Um, mm-hmm. They could be evangelists, but they could never be pastor. They could never be preacher. So just that that is where I learned about just misogyny and patriarchy was the, the first place I learned about that was in the in the church. So I actually had uh, left the church for couple of decades, um, to, to be honest. And I had just started coming back to church, uh, probably two years, uh, year before I met Carla was when I started going back to church. I met a, a pastor who was starting a church. She was LGBT and she started a church and I started going back. And then I realized that I had never really lost, um, my faith in God. I had lost my faith in man, lost my faith, faith in organization and organized religion. And so that kind of brought me back. And then when I went to her church, I decided that that was the, the place for me and the place that I wanted to make my church home. Yeah. So. You know, and it's still, I mean, that whole, <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard it, that whole adage, um, you know, where you um, love the sinner, but hate the sin, you oh. know? So it's sort of, yes, you know, we welcome and we, we're open to all people, you know, as long as you don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, as long as we don't see it. You know, because once we see it and once we know it and once we acknowledge it, then, um, you know, it's a problem. So, you know, we have friends who attend churches that are not affirming, that are not open. And, you know, they're called friends, right? They could be sitting in the pew next to their wife and and the church won't even acknowledge the presence of their spouse. It's more like, how's your friend doing? Mm. So, you know, it's sort of... um, and that baffles me too. And I and I understand, you know, people want to want a good word. They want the hooping and the ha and, and the Lord. And I, I get that. You know, I mean, that's you know, that's you know, most most African Americans who attended Baptist Amy churches, they they grew up with a little hoop. But at the end of the day, um, if that hooping or underneath that hooping and, and high and, and you know, um, there's sort of a, a message that we don't really embrace all in our practice mm-hmm. you know, we may say it in our word but our practice does not um and that is certainly some place where we don't want to be right. and um, we wouldn't put our children in that type of environment um because they, they'll get enough of that in the world on their own mm-hmm. we certainly don't need to bring them to an atmosphere um that upholds that philosophy mm. Yeah, I, in the past, before I moved to Denver, I have completely like 
checked out on churches. Like if mm. it was one weird sermon, like about, you know, misogyny or, you know, shaming the gay community and those in it, I kind of just check out like, yeah, I'm not going to be coming back. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it. Cause right, it's, it's, right. it's so, it's way too weird. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of other things that go on in the church that should be discussed over somebody's uh, sexual orientation right? or, you know, if a woman don't feel like cooking dinner, like I don't, I don't need a sermon on what you won't do for your man. Another man will like another woman will like, okay, we'll let her like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about any of that. I just yeah. want to know this, what steps I can take, what words I can get to become stronger in my spirituality. Yes. I really don't need to hear you condemning other people because there's a lot of people sitting in that church who got who had babies out of wedlock and they and like it's like even that gets blamed on the woman. Truthfully, it's like yeah, y'all legs and and I was like, no, that's too much. So you're right. You're right. You know, so, our, our pastor teaches, you know, you love God, love neighbor, and all the rest is relative. So you know, I mean, that is how we try to live: loving God and loving our neighbors, our community. It, you you know what's uh, and and I kind of <clears throat> like I grew up in a church um, just because like I was I think I was like six and I, I think I told Candace a story before I was like six and I asked uh, who God who, who is God and at that point my uh, my parents started sending me to like Sunday school and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. Sundays they would have to work so I would you know get on the van the church van and I'd go to Sunday school and. I'm sure I have it. <laughs> mind, mind your business. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, so I, I I've seen I, I want to say I've seen like a lot of different things in the church that kind of like really turned me off. It's like we know that like the first thing they tell you is that we're not perfect. Right, right. But then they condemn you for, you know what I mean, for mm-hmm. making mistakes or doing certain things or preach, preach. They don't, they're not accepting of, you know, different backgrounds or different people or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, right, and, that's right. one of the, and that's one of the mantras of the church too. God says, come as you are. Come as you are. Yeah. And they're not accepting of your individuality, right? Exactly. So it's, so it's, uh, as, yeah. as I was growing up, it just kind of turned me off from the church. And I don't want to say from it hasn't turned me away from God because I still believe in God and I still have a strong faith in that area. But I'm not I don't think I've found the right group (laughs) of of believers that I could that I could put myself in and say, hey, this is these these people are like minded. Right. And and we believe in the same type of God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the we're on the prowl for a church home. So that out here, which is ooh, Denver is Denver is not black. We might, so, we might end up at a uh, Scientology. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Goodness. And then we'll be having a different type of podcast, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right now. So, so I, I my last question, and it wasn't. It's not in the notes, but. It just kind of popped to my mind. You have you have two sons, two raising two black men. One who's a teenager, and he's about to go through his 
his uh love crazy phase in the next couple yeah, of years. He's in it. He's in it. So they starting earlier now. Yes. <laughs> now I don't think so. I just think we had to hide it more. You think we so? had to hide it now? Yeah, now, now parents are fostering uh atmospheres where their kids could come talk to them so that they're not sneaking and creeping like we would. Yeah, talk to that atmosphere. But, but then they have access to. I mean, you know, some about. And then, I mean, they just have access to things. That oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Too, that we didn't have. They know yeah, a lot more about certain stuff. They have more information about certain stuff. They do. You do know, you? I think when we were growing up, and I think there was just a line between adult entertainment and children's entertainment, right? So the kids watch a rated yeah. R movie or something. It came on late at night, so after eight o'clock, nine o'clock. You know, that's when you would see it. Um, you know, but now it's just like it's all, all times of the day. They have such easy access to information. Um, mm-hmm. And having access to information is a good thing. But what's used for good sometimes is also something that we can use for what they say evil. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's not it's not always <laughs> used in that way. And that is it's been difficult to navigate to trying to not not hide information, but just convince the oldest one, especially, just to hold off a little bit on some things that you want to do or see so or that, whatever. Been- that was kind of where I was going with it. Like, how is it? Is it difficult to uh, kind of rein in a lot of the, a lot of the patriarchy, misogyny, and sexism, and because, yeah. What's like I had to, I had to unlearn a whole lot of as stuff an adult, as an adult. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it, it puts you in a position where you're saying, like, well, why was these people telling me all of this when I was so young? Yeah. Like, why were they giving me this information? Like, yeah, yeah. To be so wrong and, and believe because, these certain things. You know what? Because a lot of parents are not <sighs> progressive. And even though you might be and you might be forward thinking and you might, you know, do do all your work to make sure that your kids are not, you know, phobic and you know treat women or men bad and stuff like that what they what they get and hear from their friends that's coming from home like you find yourself trying to combat that a lot yeah well our our oldest he his the one good thing is that he goes to he went to a, a school where it was very open and he ended up with a group of friends who were bi gay trans i mean he is just so you know he has so many different types of friends you know straight Mm -hmm. black white asian hispanic i mean he's got a really diverse group of friends and so he's very um he's very open and he's not um not judgmental in that area so we that that's a good thing but he at the same time you know he just want to have a girlfriend so bad sometimes (laughs) it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god you, you just you have time for all of that you know just yeah. hold off so and, and you know he's grown up i mean there's still that level of socialization because he's um you know um growing up and around folks who you know and, and other families that 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 don't necessarily look like ours or don't necessarily um agree <laughs> with you know the way that um you know, that we, our lifestyle. And so, you know, he hears those messages as well. Um, But, you know, he has been able to, he has a strong enough of a foundation and a support 
you know, which I think is very critical for us to make sure that he's around both for both boys, that they're around families that look like theirs. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, around children that have families that look like theirs. Yeah. So that they understand, and we've been doing this, and I know Kamala was involved in different um, groups before her and I got together, um, and we continue to be involved and, and make sure that we spend time with other parents, um, not just um, heterosexual, but LGBT families as well, um, so that they can see that and understand that they're not alone. And um, we have, and they, and they also have wonderful uncles, right? Because they are young black males who, yeah. um, you know, re- require some things that we can admittedly say that we're not necessarily uh, able to give them yeah. um, at all times, you know? Um, and we understand the value of, and they appreciate um, having um, males in their lives. Um, that they can speak to about different things that they don't feel comfortable talking to their moms with. And so um, they have, um, we both have brothers. I have four, Kamala has two. And we have two, uh, one of mine and one of hers, that are pretty actively involved in their lives. Okay. um, Which has really, really been wonderful for both of them. Um, But uh, so, yeah, I, I... (laughs) that makes me that makes me happy to hear because i know a lot of people have this i I don't want to bring kids in this world this world is too crazy and this and i'm like what no 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 i'm not gonna not have kids because the world is crazy you know want want london to be uh introduced to people from all walks of life and But that is one thing that scares me is that, you know, uh, parents put that hate in their kids and their kids bring it to school. And Mm -hmm. um, but my hope is to, you know, for her to have a a group of friends like your older son has and see everything and things that we don't like, we'll be able to, you know, help her get beyond it. (laughs) (laughs) And And they're pretty, um. You know, I mean, they talk about their two moms, so it's not like a hidden thing for them. Yeah. It's not like something that they hold um, any, at least they don't, I don't see that, but they don't have any shame about. No, actually, well, the oldest said that all of his friends think that it's really cool that he has two moms. And we had the little one come home once with a homework assignment or a class assignment, and he had to say a, a, a want and a need. And his need was one thing, and his want was, I want a third mother. <laughs> I <laughs> want like, about to put us in a poly relationship. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> but if she going to cook and clean up, she might, she might get gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> no, that is super. Hey, kids are cute, man. They don't, I don't think they know the joy they bring, bring home on top of uh, spending up all our money. Yeah, yeah they do that. Yeah. Oh, y'all are sick because he getting close to driver's license age. Oh, uh, don't even, don't even say that. Yeah, he's at the mall now. Yeah. <laughs> looking, at, looking at Jordans. <laughs> Ooh, good luck. So, yes, I know. <laughs> so, so before we get out of here, um, I I feel like it's important for people to know that like there's no such thing as too late. 
in life to to nope. fall in love, to to meet your soul, your soulmate, your twin flame, have a family, be successful, and get on each other's nerves. Because I think some people, if they if they don't reach, I, we hear people say it all the time. Like, if I'm not married by forty, forget it. Right. If I'm not married by thirty six, I'm just gonna marry somebody that I'm not really in love with and get it out the way. I I feel like you'd rather not be married versus being married to somebody that just really doesn't do it for you. It's like a yeah, you're right. That, and that's like going into marriage, like just asking for it to fail. Yeah, kinda. yeah. You know what Wrong I mean? Attitude. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not the that's not the kind of ideals or the kind of um energy you want to bring into a relationship. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Might as might as well. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, don't do that. Because uh I you like I like I said, I always I'm I'm on Kamala's Instagram and her Facebook. And I always see y'all out looking all in love. And I'm like, damn, I need to we need to hang out with them. They had all the good <laughs> concerts. <laughs> so um, you know, I really wanted you on because I've always loved Kamala, but I really love what I see from y'all. Like you said, I know it's not all perfect, but 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 it's love, and you yeah. and you can see the love. Like you can see it even mm-hmm. in the pictures. I can see it the way she's you know talked about talked about you, and she mm-hmm. talks about her family, and um, that's the, the like that's the kind of energy like you want you want to have in your life and the people around you. Yeah, so. man, I, I can't wait to hang out with y'all. Y'all are uh <laughs> right. We, <laughs> come on. We in, come on, what are we gonna get we together? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know for work, uh they are meeting some of our stuff happens in DC where mm-hmm. everything government is in DC. So you know if ever if ever we're out there Oh, you gotta call us absolutely. And if ever if ever you're in Denver, come come see us. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Have, I have family there, so I I, I need, it might be time to make another trip. Yeah, <laughs> come come see us. Come have fun with us. Um, sadly, I I am not allowed to indulge in illegal marijuana here. Mm. <sighs> I'm allowed, but I I haven't really. But. I do know we do know where all the good wine is at and the good breweries. And <laughs> we know the other stuff, and uh, I don't know if you're outdoors people. We kind of aren't, <laughs> but, but going to Aspen is on our list of things to do. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. Now Kamala likes glamping. You know, it's like yes, that fake glamorous camping. That's, see, now that's I can fun. Work. I can a cabin, like a cabin with a flat screen television. I just want to be able yes. to post pictures of me by a campfire to my Instagram, then go back in the camper. Yeah. I actually, I actually staged that last time we went camping. I was like, "Okay, oh, man, stand by this it fire." Glamping. It was glamping, and I want you to snap a picture like I cooked yeah. this food. I did. Yeah, it was great. That's, yeah, that's, that's me. Like, I don't really want to go skiing. I just want to look cool. In the snow, get the ski outfits, right? Yeah, that's it. That's right it. then, go back in and drink some spiked cocoa or something. That's no, you're right. Like she staged that photo with her over the fire, and right behind her was a bucket of Popeyes. I, mean, <laughs> I did. I, I sent her. I sent her to Popeyes. I did. I did. I sent her to Popeyes. Only, only for the real. Yeah. I regret nothing. 
If, if you ain't got Popeyes, how are you glamping? I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine. I was in Montana for work, and they was like, we come out here, we go camping and fishing, we stay out here. I was like, for real, why? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, I need no. some electricity. I need, yeah. some, I need some something. I can't. I, can't. I need something. But glamping uh, sounds fun. I can definitely. You can do it. You got to try it once. Just pitch a tent. You know, just try it once. Got to live, you know. Live. Not just exist, but live. Just pitch that tent one time. Right in our backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was thinking that. We have woods in the backyard. <laughs> I got a fence around it, so yeah, I, I, I could work with that. Yeah, like, my, my boss was like, he stays in the mountains. He's like, yeah, I see bears all the time. Oh yeah, oh, oh, heck no. No. no, I like that. No, that's nice. <laughs> uh, he was like, they don't bother us. We don't bother them. Yeah, right. I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I don't know oh, about the bears though. I was I like, no, know. that's too much. Yeah, I don't bother them from like miles and miles away. You're like exactly. Right I don't bother them from a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I'm out there, you know, because even some of our conferences end up out there and we're actually allowed to bring like our spouses and family as long as we don't like charge it to our company credit card. <laughs> but like, you know, so that's that's one of the, the things. But um, yes. I cannot, I can't wait to meet y'all. I feel yes. like with Kamala, it's just been too long. I feel like I've known her. I know. Forever. So now I have to, I have to meet y'all. And I mean, I'll probably bring Mike maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But before we go, do you guys have any orgs that you are active in that you want to shout out? Uh, fundraising, things special to you in the, in the community? Or things like, you know, I know you say you work with foundation that helps, you know, combat homelessness. Is there a way for people to donate to that? Any of that information that you want to share or send yeah. over, we'll we'll put it out there. All right. Sounds good. Yes. I mean, you know, the, the organization I work for is um, they um, are pioneers in what's called the housing first model. And what that essentially does is it, um, you know, there's no pre- conditions there's no pre-qualifications for someone to get housing so um you know we get people experiencing homelessness exactly what they want a place to stay and then we provide a team that consists of peer specialists um certified addiction counselors social workers nurses um etc to provide uh wraparound or supportive services um so that they can maintain their housing so uh, I can certainly provide you with information for that organization. Cool. So you can, um, because it really is a, an effective model. It's an evidence-based practice and it works. It works. It gives homeless people and provides them with homes. Yeah. So we're not saying, you know, we'll, we'll provide you with, with housing assistance as long as you get sober. You need to get sober first and then we'll provide. No, housing is not, it, it's a right. Everyone should be allowed to have housing. I know, like I always say, we it's just like make decisions on who gets to sleep inside. It's kind of ridiculous when you think. Yeah, about it. yeah. it's not a privilege, and 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 we've been extremely successful. That model's been very successful. So, yeah, um, yeah we can certainly provide you with that information. And okay. my two things are election protection and the National Justice League, and I'll send you that. Uh, I'll send you that information. Oh, well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um. 
that's something that we're gonna start pushing is people need get registered to vote and start getting ready to get this Cheeto up out of office and uh, <laughs> let, let everybody flip the house. Flip the house. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And so before we get out of here, you know, if if our listeners enjoy the show, leave us a review and a rating mm-hmm. and head on over to CSPN.us and check out our Patreon where we post exclusive content and shop with some of our sponsors. And with that, we are getting up out of here. We will see right. you guys in two weeks. All right. All right. All right. Take care. Peace.